This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio Radio and and podcast. Hi everyone, my name is Miriam Shahid and you're listening to That's Food. That's Food is a podcast from CJSR, Edmonton's campus and community radio station, handmade with love by University of Alberta students, telling the backstory to food in Edmonton, one meal at a time. You are tuned to listener-supported community radio. That means we rely on each of you to provide us with the means to keep this radio station going. Fundrive dollars make up one-third of CJSR's annual operating budget, and if you support what CJSR brings to the community, then be sure to show it by giving us a call at 780-492-2577, extension 0, or by donating online at www.cjsr.com. This Halloween season, some of the first things that come to mind, aside from costumes and horror-themed home decorations, is the candy. Despite the scary atmosphere, candy makes Halloween one of the most awaited celebrations. Today, That's Food producers will be discussing our favorite candies and what makes these candies special to us. I'll start by briefly sharing my favorite candy, the Hershey's Cookies and Cream. I love the fact that when you bite in it, there's crunchy Oreo bits, and I love Oreos. Now, let's hear from the rest of the team. What's their favorite Halloween candy? Hi, this is Melania, that's food host and candy lover. My favorite part of Halloween is not the costumes, not the scary stuff, but the candy. I have an intense sweet tooth, so a holiday celebrating getting and eating free candy is music to my ears. Even thinking back of memories of Halloween, I remember... Planning months ahead of what'll be for Halloween, crafting, designing, and buying all the supplies I need for my look. And then when that day comes, waking up really early before school to get ready and maybe do my makeup. And then finally leaving the house to that cool breeze and the parka, of course. And let's not forget about the anticipation after screaming trick or treat of what candy you'll get from each house. The best part for me was at the end of the night, spilling out all my candy on the living room floor and seeing what I got and how much I got of my favorites. Which brings me to the next part of my favorite candy. So my favorite candy is Maynard's. So all of them, Swedish Berries, Sour Patch Kids, uh, Fuzzy Peaches, but I also have a strong love for Kit Kats and any chocolate with caramel. I don't know about you, but I totally forgot Kit Kats existed until I was about 15, and then I went through an intense phase of eating them. (laughs) Not really healthy, but it's okay. I know a lot of people probably stopped trick-or-treating when they became a teenager, but that didn't stop me and my friends. I mean, maybe my friends could pull off a junior high kid um, since they're pretty short, but I'm 5'9", and I've been 5'9 since about grade 8, so I've definitely stood out. I think my bar was set pretty low since one time I overheard a U of A student talking about trick-or-treating on the bus. Um, so I was like, I could keep going until I go into U of A. But don't worry, I stopped by the time I graduated high school. 
so I guess my favorite Halloween memories are freezing and getting candy from strangers. And I can't wait to go next year. Just kidding. Happy Halloween, everyone. And donate to Fundrive to keep listening to programs and podcasts like this from CJSR. Hi, my name is Ralph Garcia. I'm a student at the University of Alberta and a producer for That's Food on CJSR. My favorite Halloween candy is by far the Reese's Peanut Butter Chocolates. Fun fact, I looked up how to say that, and it is Reese's, not Reese's. So I've been right all this time. When I was a kid, and still out trick-or-treating, at the end of the night, my friends and I would always empty out our bags and then compare our hauls. We also traded with each other so we could get more of our favorite candy. When it came to the Reese's, the only thing I wouldn't trade for them were the full-size chocolate bars and the little bags of chips we would get. They've been my favorite chocolate for as long as I can remember now. And I can explain why they're so good with a little bit of math. Let's say you have one good thing. And what happens if I give you another good thing? You'd have two times as many good things. That's basically what they did. Chocolate tastes good. Peanut butter tastes good. So if you have them both in one thing, it'll be twice as good, right? It's a winning formula, really. The only fault I can find with Reese's isn't actually with the chocolate itself, but it's packaging. They used orange, which is my favorite color, so points to them for that. But they also individually wrap every single chocolate. Even when they have the bags that have lots of the smaller ones in them. It seems like a waste of plastic, but maybe it helps keep them fresh or something. I'm not sure. But it's still not going to stop me from absolutely devouring any Reese's chocolates I come across. And I do mean any kind of Reese's chocolates, because the great thing about them is that they come in a bunch of different sizes and shapes and flavors too. Like I talked about earlier, the smaller kinds, where they'd have each little piece, and they would each be individually wrapped. And they also have Reese's Pieces, which is kind of like, you know, like a Smarty, but for Reese, which is good, but not as good as the original chocolate, I would say. They have this, I think, a limited, like, variety kind, where it's vanilla as well, so vanilla plus chocolate plus peanut butter, which is just really good, probably one of my favorite ones out there, aside from the original. They have this one called the King Size, which is basically just like a double-stuffed Oreo, but for Reese's. So it's just a lot of chocolate, and that's just that's just very good. I think that's about as much as I can handle in one piece of Reese's chocolate, but it's just right. And then the list kind of just goes on from there. The weird thing is, though, is that I don't really eat them that much. Or at all, really, unless it's a special occasion like Halloween. That might just be because I've started eating healthier in the past couple years. They are a really good chocolate, but I think the main reason I like them so much comes from the feelings of nostalgia I get when I have them. They're memories from back when I was a kid, when I didn't have to worry about a job, or university, or anything, really. Hi, my name is Caitlin, and I'm a producer for That's Food. Today, I'm not here necessarily to tell you about my favorite candy. I actually want to talk about something far more important. I am here today in defense of candy corn. Candy corn is a simple sugary treat that gets a lot of undeserved hate, and I would like to use my platform to change that. So, the quintessential orange, yellow, and white fall-themed candy. What's it made of? Well, sugar, corn syrup, confectioner's glaze, and a small number of other flavorings and additives. Pretty simple, right? Today, the vast majority of candy corn is made by just two U.S.-based companies. A 
According to Wikipedia, candy corn has been around since the 1880s when it was marketed as chicken feed, largely to rural farming populations, which is just something. Wikipedia also has a section on its candy corn page titled Controversy, which states that its taste can be described as quote-unquote somewhat polarizing. I would like to say that, based on my extensive googling, this is a bit of an understatement. Candy corn has a unique crumbly yet chewy texture. Where else can you get that particular combination of seemingly mutually exclusive sensations? Apparently, there is a similar candy that is pumpkin-shaped, but we all know that pumpkin is just too voluminous. Candy corn is the perfect size and shape to enjoy the chewable, crumbly, ambiguously flavored fall candy. And I'll admit, the honest truth is that it doesn't taste like much. One of the main manufacturers of candy corn says that it is honey-flavored, and I found a newspaper ad from 1951 describing it as buttery-flavored, whatever that means, and it has a specific texture that is good in moderation. That being said, historically candy corn is pretty important. It was one of the original candies handed out, individually wrapped, to children on Halloween in the 50s, partly because it was cheap. Yet, when you Google candy corn, the popular related searches are things like, what is the most hated candy? Which leads to an excellent article on Eater.com that points out that the level of vitriol aimed at candy corn doesn't really match up with the fact that 35 million pounds, or 9 billion kernels, are produced every year. For something so innocuous, born of an innocent, albeit questionably marketed, desire to bring candy to the masses, candy corn inspires a lot of hate. I'm here to say that it doesn't deserve that. It's not fancy. It's not sour dinosaurs, gummy worms, or pop rocks. But that's okay. Candy corn is a candy of the people. It's both cheap and magical in both flavor and texture. It's helped shape our most beloved of childhood Halloween traditions. So let's give it a little credit for that. Hi, my name is Simran Farwani, and I'm one of the hosts on That's Food. I have a huge sweet tooth. I love to make and devour cookies, muffins, pastries, and cakes, and candy is no exception. So when it comes to Halloween, I'm the most excited person ever. I have a lot of favorite Halloween candy, but I would have to say my all-time favorites are Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and All Sour Gummies. Peanut butter and chocolate are two amazing things on their own, and when you put them together, you get some serious magic. I'm a firm believer that there is no better flavor combination than this in the world. The way it just melts in your mouth can get you addicted. Did you know that there are also giant versions of these two? There's no way these will survive in my house for more than a few days. Every time I have one, it brings me back to my childhood, where after trick-or-treating, I would trade my friends other candy for Reese's peanut butter cups. They could have all the Kit Kats, Arrows, or Mars bars they wanted. I just couldn't wait to get my hands on the peanut butter chocolatey goodness. After I stopped trick-or-treating, because I was too old, I would rush to dump out my brother's candy bag to find all of the peanut butter cups and take them before anyone else could get their hands on them. I've made my own homemade version with natural peanut butter and dark chocolate, so you could say it's somewhat healthy. <laughs> it tastes so incredible that I make these on a regular basis. Alongside peanut butter cups, I'm also a sucker for sour gummies. Sour Patch Kids, Fuzzy Peaches, and Sour Rings will never get old. I have not made my own sour gummies yet, but I can't wait to try my hand at them this Halloween. You are tuned in to listener-supported community radio. 
That means we rely on each of you to provide us with the means to keep this radio station going. Fund drive dollars make up one-third of CGSR's annual operating budget. If you support what CGSR brings to the community, then show it by giving us a call at 780-492-2577, extension code 0, or donating online at cgsr.com. Now it's your turn. Can you think of your favorite candy and what you love about it? Okay, so now I'm just going to be asking some questions uh, for the That's Food team. So, are you guys dressing up this Halloween for Halloween this year? I am still kind of undecided. I wanted to do, so me and my brother were obsessed with Trailer Park Boys. So, I don't know if you guys watch that show, but I, I was going to do bubbles, but I still need to get glasses and stuff. Or, I don't know, I had maybe plans with my friends to like just like hang out and watch a movie. So, we wanted to do Winx Club. So it's also a possibility, but like, I don't know right now, everything's just, no one's planning anything. Just sad. Yeah, like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, like, I there's no point. <laughs> I haven't decided if I want to wear a costume yet or not. Yeah, things are really up in the air with plans, but for me more so I want to do Halloween activities and I guess the costume might just go with it. So I might just throw on a pair of cat or bunny ears that I have at home or if I'm really lazy I might go as a very tired university student and that'll be my costume. How <laughs> about you Miriam? Um, I don't think I'm dressing up this year sadly, but I have this Tigger onesie that's always like a classic because it's really warm. Yeah. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> Going on to the second question what was your guys' most elaborate costume? I guess I'll get started. Um, one day, this one, I was really obsessed with Virtuta Liars. I wanted to dress as A. Was it A, the character? I don't oh even remember. God. It was a long, a long time ago, and I bought, like, this really cheap coat, this red coat. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was, like, nobody could tell what, who you are, but it was fun to me. I would have I would have known who you are. I, I was obsessed with Pretty Liars, and I thought it was really scary. But yeah, yeah, especially their Halloween episodes. I thought they were really creepy. Yeah, there were so many loopholes in the show. Yeah, <laughs> this went on and on, but it was really, really like you wanted to watch and figure out what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, kept you on your feet. Oh, I okay, so for mine, um, this was like the one time in my life I actually did an elaborate costume, and I'm pretty proud of it. In high school, I think this was grade 12 two of my, maybe it was three, I think three of my really close friends, we decided to go as zombie nurses and we bought fake scrubs from Value Village. We put like fake blood all over it. I remember we were in my basement with the scrubs, like splatter painting fake blood and like paint and stuff all over it. And then we had the masks and like the goggles and everything to go with. I can't remember if we were treating, we were nurses treating zombies or if we were zombies while being nurses and pretending to be people. I don't know what our concept was, but we spent like a whole weekend making the costume. Oh, that sounds like fun. It was pretty fun. I think my most elaborate costume was when I was in grade eight and I was Mad Hatter for Halloween because I tried to make a hat, like the Mad Hatter hat that's like this. And then, the, I mean, it was just very lopsided and huge, but I didn't 
calculate like my head diameter size so it was too small so I couldn't really I had to hold it while I was walking around and it was really heavy and it was like cardboard um and then I got like a whole entire fit to look like the Mad Hatter like from the Alice in Wonderland uh live I think that's I think that was my inspiration because I think it came out like a couple of years before that but yeah that was my most elaborate <laughs> the next question we have is your worst Halloween costume Worst Halloween costume. Mm. That's pretty hard. I feel like the worst Halloween costume is any costume I didn't put effort in. Yeah. <laughs> I just wore a one like a onesie. Yeah, well onesies are cute. You have to buy Yeah, them. I remember when they came out, like what was it? I can't remember like how many years ago, but when they became really popular. There were all these like unicorn ones and Oh yeah. Yeah, just use that as an excuse to be lazy mm-hmm. for your costume. Mm-hmm. I think I just put on a pair of cat ears and called it a day. I think I did, um, like, the and, like all the animals. <sighs> Classic. Mm-hmm. We can go over the Halloween costumes and kind of rate what we think. This is off of the Strategist, which is from the New York Magazine, I think. Perfect. Okay, so first up, we got sourdough starter. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can do this because I have a beige like um sweatsuit. I don't think anyone will know who what I am though. I just walk around <laughs> with like a hoodie and sweatpants. Like, I'm sourdough. I don't either. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't go over this article by the way before I ever saw it. The next costume that we have is LeBron James in the NBA bubble. And it's just like a LeBron James jersey and then a bubble like this huge <laughs> i get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that one actually you could like use it for like any sports team member where it's like nba or like nhl mm-hmm. yeah like the nhl nhl bubble that was in edmonton you can use an oilers jersey like if you have one mm-hmm. you have to buy a huge bubble thing <laughs> <laughs> or you could just like um get some sort of maybe uh what do you call it hula hoop and oh, yeah. like, bubble wrap and like tape big pieces of bubble wrap around you but like hold it up with like somewhere you can place your arms in that's a lot of construction <laughs> Connell from normal people i read this book but i haven't watched the tv show so it's just a great know. t-shirt yeah it's a great t-shirt with a <laughs> silver chain huh I've seen Tiger King. The shirt's actually kind of cool. And he's actually wearing it in the show. I think this is the only costume out of like the ones that we've seen where you can kind of tell who. Or maybe I'm biased because I've actually watched the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think everyone has seen Tiger King pretty much. I haven't. Is it sad? What? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it. I'm scared. <laughs> gonna make me cry, probably. Yeah. I didn't cry, but I feel like that... Yeah, I saw it so long ago. I was obsessed with it. Sue guy from the Emmys. I didn't watch the Emmys, so this is not relatable to me. Yeah, same. <laughs> we need to catch up on stuff. Right? I know. Why <laughs> do I not know this? Orville Peck? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently Canadian. Yeah, he's musician. Never seen without his outlandish face mask. Huh. 
I've never seen this. These are kind of cool, like fringe face masks. I've never seen that. <laughs> a mail carrier? Oh, because like <laughs> everyone keeps getting packages. Haha. <laughs> because <laughs> everyone's like ordering yeah, like on Do <laughs> you just see them? RPG, to be a judge, Black Panther. Also, I just want to make an aside and say companies make so much money off of Halloween costumes. Like, they're ripping people off almost, and people just buy into it and they get it, and they're making so much money off of them. Yeah, especially because, like, Halloween costumes are so cheap. Like, it's usually just, like, polyester, like, gross material, mm-hmm. and then you only wear it for, like, not even a day. Exactly. And then you might reuse it for, like, another year or not. Or even if they do reuse it, it's probably going to be, like, two or three years after, because you don't want to go the same thing the year after, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't fit you at that time. Yeah. And they're expensive, like, for what that is, like, it's, like, two scraps of fabric or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I only have my onesie, so <laughs> that I actually bought from the Halloween store, but yeah. I think I might just invest or invest to get a, like, Grinch onesie and then just wear it for both Halloween and Christmas. Or, like, a Santa Claus. <laughs> like, an elf. Yeah. All the programming you hear on CJSR, like that's food, is produced by volunteer community members. This makes CJSR super unique. It's radio for the community, by the community. Programming that is untouched by marketing groups and demographic surveys. If you believe in what we do, give us a call at 780-492-2577, extension code 0, donate online at cjsr.com, or text CJSR to 41010 to donate $10. So... How old were you when you finally stopped trick-or-treating? <laughs> so I talked about this in my um, fun drive little segment. You probably heard it. Um, but I was probably like around 16. I don't really remember exactly when I stopped trick-or-treating. I don't have like a set date. But I think I was like in grade 11 or grade 10. Yeah, same thing. I think I was in grade 10. Like you keep dressing up, but you're not trick-or-treating anymore. Yeah, just sad. Yeah. What about you guys? I think for me, it was grade 12, which was, I was 17. Yeah, so one year older than you, Melania. Although in university, I did ransack my brother's candy bag a lot. So kind of made him do the trick-or-treating and I got all the candy. <laughs> so I did that too with my me younger too. sister. I would have all the candy. <laughs> me too. What has been the scariest Halloween experience? I went to, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I went to, what's it called? That haunted house that they put on every year. It's like a really scary haunted house. Dedmonton. I went to Dedmonton last year for the first time. It wasn't super scary looking back, but in the moment it was quite scary with the effects where everything, like you have very low visibility, there is smoke machines everywhere, and things are jumping out all the time, and it's in the dark. It made it pretty scary. That sounds spooky. I went to the Fort Edmonton Park one, dark, mm-hmm. which was like it wasn't really that scary. That I thought it was definitely more scary. Like I would thought it was gonna be more scary. So then when I went there, I was just like, I don't know. I psyched myself out, and then I was just like, this is not worth it. But it was like it's okay. I just don't like when people like 
go and corner you and you're just like just get away from me like this is my personal <laughs> bubble <laughs> i can't think of anything else yeah i'm not really that adventurous I'm, i get really scared and really creeped out by everything so i think the scariest one for me was probably i think the only one i've been to is the one in my high school and i was really scared by that even though it was very low production <laughs> so yeah i remember like i think i hit this guy with like my purse who ended up being like in my class i saw him after in class and i was just like oh embarrassing because <laughs> i was too scared yeah I just remembered when I was in junior high, we had a haunted house also. And when I was in grade seven, I went. I thought it was so scary that I didn't go for two years. <laughs> I literally was like, this is way too scary. <laughs> yeah, in a high school gym that was really, really small. And the next question is your favorite, like Halloween, co- I mean, your favorite Halloween episode, TV show, movie? I don't really have like a favorite Halloween. I don't really like spooky stuff or scary stuff. Like when we were talking earlier about Pretty Little Liars, that was probably the scary, like that was so creepy. I didn't want to like finish watching <laughs> these Halloween specials. What about you guys? I love horror movies. You guys are going to probably think I'm crazy. I love <laughs> No, me too. <laughs> I, um, so I have not seen like, there's like these two shows, like The Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. I saw, I haven't seen Hill House, but I saw Bly Manor. I binge watched it this weekend, and people say it's scary. I don't see how it's scary, but I love horror movies. It's probably what I'm going to be watching this Halloween as well. Simran, what's your favorite horror movie? I'm not a fan of things with dolls. Dolls freak me out, but children, children are okay. Creepy kids I can handle, creepy dolls I can't. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, I really... I don't want to say I liked it, because, like, no one likes horror movies. I'd say, like, the most, yeah. like, interesting plot, I'd say, would be Sinister. And I don't want to ruin it, but I'm just going to tell you, like, the premise of what's it about. It's about this family who, like, moves into a house, and there's, like, a story that goes along with the house. And apparently, if you are the last people to move from that house, things happen to you. So, essentially, you want to move out in a certain manner, but people don't know about it, and then... If you do other things, you just get lost in the whole drama of it all, and it's it's pretty interesting. And there's a lot of jump scares, though, so it's a little freaky. <laughs> yeah. How about your favorite, Tamara? What's your favorite? Horror movie? There's so many. I don't know. I liked Get Out, but it wasn't that scary. Did you guys see Get Out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? Um, and then, oh, what's it called? I don't know. I forget. Maybe someone you know. Um, there's a, I think she's deaf, a girl, and she lives in a house somewhere, like, in the country, mm-hmm. alone, and she's, like, writing a novel, and then someone, like, comes to her house, and, like, I, tries to, like, hunt her. I, I forget what the name is. I it's really that. good, though. Okay. <laughs> that sounds cool, except I would never watch it. I also love The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The next question we have is, personal record on how much candy you ate in one sitting. I... I'd say my personal record is pretty high and I'm not ashamed to admit it because I love candy and I have a huge sweet tooth and I will eat as much candy as you give me to a to an amount. Um, I had, I think maybe like 10 Reese's Pieces, maybe like a Kit Kat arrow. I went through a lot of Jolly Ranchers and then a couple other like just generic candy. And then I went through like, another king-sized chocolate bar. 
of something. This is like one evening. I can't believe you remember it. It was like, I remember because I was, I had a bet with a friend and we made each other write it down as we were going along. So mm -hmm. then we could like not like fake how much you're eating. So it's one of my best friends who I did that with. And I still have it at home because we did it. We did it during university when you couldn't go to the treating. So we had this like little bet, like who can eat the most candy. And we made sure to write it down so it wouldn't like fake how much we're putting. So that's why it's ingrained in my head. Who won? We tied. Oh. We both gave up. We're like, okay, like we don't want to keep eating more to beat the other person. Let's just get to like a set amount that we both have agreed to eat at. And then we'll just end up there. That's nice. I can't really remember how much I've eaten in one sitting because I, I don't know, I just, I feel like I just eat, but I don't realize what I'm eating that much, you know? That's kind of the mindset that I'm in. <laughs> I'm not writing everything down, but I, I have recently eaten a whole bag of Haribos. Of what? Haribos, like the gummies. Oh. Those are so good. And I can eat like two bags of those in like one, in like one day, maybe not one sitting because that's kind of a lot but I don't know I'll update you guys on how much candy I eat after Halloween hi there thanks for listening to CJSR we're in the middle of our fundraiser fund drive right now if you want to help keep this radio station independent you can donate online at cjsr.com slash donate or call 780-492-2577 extension zero we have new special prizes every day thanks for listening to the special dots food fund drive segment if you want to hear more of That's Food, you can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on our website, that'sfood.transistor.fm. You can contact us at that'sfood at cjsr.com. We are That's Food on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Food is produced at CJSR in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. But is it food? That's food.